This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Founder Effect, Genetic Drift, Bottlenecks, and the Book of Mormon, by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Scarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. As explained last week in our discussion on DNA and the Book of Mormon, although mitochondrial DNA, mtDNA, is passed from mother to child, certain markers known as haplotypes, which help define haplogroups, can disappear in subsequent generations. A bottleneck, for example, can occur when a large portion of a population dies from war, famine, or disease, and the haplotypes of the surviving group don't accurately represent the diversity of the larger group from which they emerged. This type of bottleneck likely occurred when diseases introduced by the Spaniards wiped out millions of Native Americans, perhaps up to 80% pre-Columbian populations. In fact, non-LDS molecular anthropologist Michael H. Crawford wrote that the Spanish conquest, quote, squeezed the entire Amerindian population through a genetic bottleneck. This population reduction has forever altered the genetics of the surviving groups, thus complicating any attempts at reconstructing the pre-Columbian genetic structure of most of the New World groups. End of quote. The Origins of Native Americans, 1998. Another effect on population dynamics, known as the founder effect, happens when few individuals, the founders, leave a larger group and carry with them only a small fraction of the genetic markers from the original cluster, which could be significantly different and not adequately represented from the population source. This may have happened with the founding of the Book of Mormon peoples. They were a smaller group that came from a larger group. Then we have the problem caused by genetic drift, which basically boils down to lucky genes. As the number of generations increase from a founding mother to her descendants, the chance of her DNA disappearing increases with each generation. For example, if you go back two generations to your grandparents, there are four individuals, two parents for each of your parents, two of which are female, grandmothers on both sides. Only one of these grandmothers will have passed on her mtDNA to you, regardless of whether you are male or female. You will not have the mtDNA of one of your grandmothers. If we go back ten generations, you have 1,024 ancestral slots, or number of possible contributors to your genetic makeup. The actual number of progenitors is actually lower than the number of slots because some of these people will show up in several places of the available 1,024 ancestral slots. Of these 1,024 potential ancestors, 512 are females. Only one of them has contributed to your mtDNA. Because there are about 70 to 90 generations between modern Native Americans 
and Sariah, there are more ancestral slots than there have been people on the earth. The likelihood that Sariah's mtDNA would have disappeared in an already populated geographic region is extremely probable. Doctors Beth Schock and David Smith, two non-LDS scientists, claim genetic drift among Native Americans has, quote, altered Halyer group frequencies and caused the loss of many Halyer types. American Journal of Anthropology, 2008. Some LDS critics claim Y-chromosome DNA, YCS, inherited from the father, supports the lack of Israelite DNA among Native Americans. Y-chromosome markers, however, can have the same problems as MT-DNA markers. Population geneticist Hugo Pergo, who currently lives in Utah, was born and raised in Italy, where he traces his ancestry back to the mid-17th century. His YCS, however, is rare among Europeans and is mostly found in East Asia. Pergo has three young sons, all of whom carry his same CYS marker. If data was collected from Pergo, his sons and other Italians in his Utah neighborhood, this founder effect would incorrectly suggest that a large portion of Italians are paternally related to Eastern Asian populations. For an example of disappearing DNA, we note the recent DNA study of more than 130,000 modern Icelanders who discovered that many DNA markers disappeared in just over a century. According to DNA tests, more than 86% of Icelandic males descended from just 26% of potential male ancestors in their family tree who were born between 1848 and 1892 and also lived in Iceland. Among the female population, nearly 92% descended from only 22% of the female ancestors in their family tree who were born between the same years as the male ancestors. Thus we see that the vast majority of the Icelandic ancestors from just 150 years ago did not contribute mtDNA or YCS to their descendants. Conversely, a small minority of Icelandic ancestors from the same 150 years ago contributed the bulk of DNA markers to their now-living descendants. Most of the Icelandic people living today who have genealogical records showing that their ancestors lived in Iceland 150 years ago could not detect DNA from those ancestors. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. 
The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Mm-hmm.